We're going to be learning a piece from Reb Moshe Soloveitchik about the status of the Kohen Meshuach Melchama, the Kohen who prepared the troops for war, which first appeared in the Hapardes Torah journal and is reprinted in Kovetz Chidushe Torah. It also appears in his brother Reb Velvel's Sefer, Chidushe Hagriz Ansota Membez. So Reb Moshe is going to get into some of the details of what makes someone a Meshuach Melchama and whether a Kohen Gadol can function as the Meshuach Melchama, and also some important discussion about the nature of all these institutions during the second Beis HaMikdash, during the Hanukkah story with the Maccabees, the Chashmonayim. In the book of Maccabees and Josephus, it reports that Yehuda Maccabee, who was the leader of the Jewish troops, was the Meshuach Melchama, and his father, Matis Yahu, was the Kohen Gadol. So the Torah describes a hierarchy within the Kohanim, the Kohen Gadol was in charge. There was also a Skan Kohen Gadol, an assistant Kohen Gadol. And then there was the Meshuach Melchama, who was higher than the other Kohanim, and he was the one who would read the passage from the Torah before the troops went out to war. So basically, he gave the spiritual guidance to the soldiers. We would call him the chaplain of the army. So according to Josephus and the historical record, Matis Yahu was the head Kohen Gadol, and Yehuda was under him the Meshuach Melchama. Now, the Menchah Chinuch and Mitzvah Zayin raises the question that the Meshuach Melchama can only be appointed with the anointing oil. So the special oil that they used to anoint the king and the Kohen Gadol and the Meshuach Melchama. Now the Kohen Gadol can be anointed either with oil or if he wears the eight clothing of the Kohen Gadol, a regular Kohen wore four clothing and the Kohen Gadol wore eight. So if the Kohen Gadol wears the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, he also becomes a Kohen Gadol, even if he's not anointed. But the Rambam in Hochus Mikdash, Dalet Chaf Aleph, writes that the Meshuach Melchama wore the four regular clothing. So he did not wear any extra clothing over a regular Kohen. So obviously he could not become a Meshuach Melchama by wearing extra clothing. The only way for him to become a Meshuach Melchama was being anointed by the oil. Now, there was was no special oil in the second Beis HaMikdash. They lost it. So in the first Beis HaMikdash, they anointed the Kohen Gadol. But in the second Beis HaMikdash, he wore the eight clothing. So the Menchas asks, the Maccabees were in the time of the second Beis HaMikdash. So how did Yehuda Maccabee become Meshuach Melchama if there was no oil to anoint him? So the Menchas answers that in fact Yehuda Maccabee was not technically the Meshuach Melchama because again, there was no oil. It was just the respectful title that they gave him because he functioned as the Meshuach Melchama. So they called him that, but he was not halachically, technically the Meshuach Melchama. Now, Reb Moshe questions this because, first of all, in the historical books, Josephus, it says that Yehuda Maccabee read the Parsha, the Psukim, from the Torah like a Meshuach Melchama. So it sounds like he was a real Meshuach Melchama, not just that they called him that, but he wasn't really it. Second of all, after Matis Yahu died, Yehuda became the Kohen Gadol. So the Kohen Gadol is obviously a higher title than Meshuach Melchama. So why would they call him Meshuach Melchama when he had a better title of Kohen Gadol? So Reb Moshe proposes something interesting historically. The Gemara in Yuma Yotesimut Beis talks about how the Kohanim 
Shirim Gidolim in the second Beis Hamikdash were not of a very high quality. They were very assimilated and the Romans would put them in there. And in fact, there was a Kohen Gadol who didn't even follow the Halacha in the Kodesh HaKadoshim on Yom Kippur. So being a Kohen Gadol in the second Beis Hamikdash was not exactly high praise. As opposed to the Meshuach Melchama, where the Gemara in Sotem Emdalad Amad Aleph talks about how pure the Jewish soldiers needed to be, because the strength of the Jewish soldiers came from their spiritual strength. It wasn't their physical strength, but their connection with Hashem. So the Meshuach Melchama, who was the chaplain of the righteous army, had to be a great tzaddik. So Reb Moshe suggests that maybe Meshuach Melchama was a higher praise during the second Beis HaMikdash than Kohen. Gadol because it meant this was a very righteous and pure person who was fit to lead the troops and to inspire them to higher levels of spirituality. So maybe that's why they called Yehuda Maccabee the Meshuach Melchama, even though he was not technically the Meshuach Melchama, but that was higher praise and it showed his righteousness more than if they called him the Kohen Gadol. So that's all to explain the Minchaschinoch's approach that Yehuda Maccabee was not technically the Meshuach Melchama, but they gave him that title as a show of respect. Now Reb Moshe suggests a totally different approach. And this is based on a question, can the Kohen Gadol do the job of the Meshuach Melchama and read the Psukim to the soldiers before they go to war? So on the one hand, the definition of a Meshuach Melchama is that he's a higher level Kohen. So he has more prohibitions because he has higher sanctity than a regular Kohen. So he can't marry a widow, he can't attend the funeral of his his relatives, and all of those prohibitions apply to the Kohen Gadol, he also has the higher level sanctity even more than a Meshuach Melchama. So maybe on that level, the Kohen Gadol can just do the job of the Meshuach Melchama. Or is the Meshuach Melchama a different role and the Kohen Gadol, even though he has more sanctity, can't step in and do that role. It has to be done by the Meshuach Melchama. So Reb Moshe says that he mentioned this question to his father, Reb Chaim, and Reb Chaim was not sure himself. Now the Gemara in Sotem Embez Amid Aleph seems to weigh in on this because it raises the issue of whether a Kohen Gadol can or must do the role of the Meshuach Melchama to read the Psukim. So the Gemara answers that the Meshuach Melchama, even though he's only the second in command, he's not the top leader, he still can do it because it's like a shoter, the Torah compares it to a policeman who also has someone on top of him. So this Gemara seems to address the issue, but again, Reb Moshe points out that it's unclear, is the Gemara suggesting that the Kohen Gadol must do it, not the Meshuach Melchama? And the answer is no, the Meshuach Melchama can also do it. Or is the Gemara suggesting that also the Kohen Gadol can do it? And the answer is no, only the Meshuach Melchama can do it. So even at the end of this Gemara, we're stuck with the same question, can the Kohen Gadol do the role of the Meshuach Melchama or not? Now, if the Kohen Gadol can do that role, so that would answer the question about Yehuda Maccabee. Even though there was no oil to anoint him, but since he became the Kohen Gadol by wearing the Eight clothing, so now he was a full-fledged Kohen Gadol, and as the Kohen Gadol, he was also able to function as the Meshuach Melchama. So he was a full Meshuach Melchama because he was a full Kohen Gadol. So that would be another way to answer this question. But Reb Moshe quotes that the Meiri writes that a Kohen Gadol cannot do the role of the Meshuach Melchama. So according to the Meiri, this answer would not work. So Reb Moshe proposes another solution to this question. 
understand. There is a debate between Rashi and the Rambam how it works that the Kohen wearing the eight clothing becomes a Kohen Gadol. So Rashi in Yuma Hayamad Aleph writes that it's not enough to just put on the eight clothing of the Kohen Gadol, but he also has to do avoda. He has to do work in the Besamikdash in those clothing. So it's not just wearing them, it's wearing them while he does avoda in the Beis HaMikdash. Now, the Rambam in Hilchus Klea Mikdash, Dalid Yud Gimel, rules that the Kohen Gadol is not permitted to do any service during the first seven days while he's being anointed or wearing the extra clothing to become the Kohen Gadol. So when someone becomes the Kohen Gadol, it's a seven-day initiation process, and during those seven days, they're not allowed to do any service service in the Beis HaMikdash. So obviously, according to the Rambam, one becomes a Kohen Gadol merely by wearing the eight clothing, even if they don't do any service, because in fact, they're not allowed to do service during those days, and they still become the Kohen Gadol. So now Reb Moshe proposes, according to the Rambam's view, that merely wearing the extra clothing of the Kohen Gadol makes someone a Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara in Yuma, Ayin Gimel Amad Aleph, says that even though the Meshuach Melchama, the chaplain of the army, generally works in the regular four clothing of the Kohen. But when he asks the Urim Vitumim, the special chest plate of the Kohen Gadol that would provide prophecies about important communal decisions. So when the Meshuach Melchama asks a question of the Urim Vitumim, which he was also allowed to do, but he had to wear the eight clothing of the Kohen Gadol. So there is a situation where the Meshuach Melchama would wear those eight clothing. When he's asking the Urim Etumim. So that could be another solution to how Yehuda Maccabee became a Meshuach Melchama, even though they didn't have the oil, because maybe he had to ask the Urim Etumim a question. So he put on the eight clothing, and by doing that, he became a full-fledged Meshuach Melchama. So this is a way to imagine that there could be a Meshuach Melchama even without the oil through wearing the extra clothing, just like someone can become a Kohen Gadol that way. So there is a way to imagine a Meshuach because he had to ask the Urim Betumim a question. So this is a very creative suggestion, but Reb Moshe points out, first of all, the Rambam doesn't mention becoming a Meshuach Melchama in that way, but there's a much bigger problem, which is there was no Urim Betumim. It did not answer questions during the second Beis HaMikdash. So again, there would have been no reason for Yehuda Maccabee to be asking the Urim Betumim anything and wearing the eight clothing to do so. And Reb Moshe quotes that his son, Reb Yosef Dov pointed out that the Urim Vitumim not answering during the second Beis HaMikdash was not just a practical issue, that it didn't answer questions. It was an actual halacha. That is the way the Urim Vitumim works in halacha, that it was suspended during the second Beis HaMikdash. So even if it could have answered, it would not have according to the halacha. Because the Rambam in Hochus Beis HaBchira, Dalit Aleph, writes, Va'af Urim Vitumim shahayu b'bayis sheni, even the Urim Betumim that they had in the second Beis HaMikdash, lo haya mashivan beruach HaKodesh, it would not answer them prophetically, lo hayu nishalin bahen, and they would not ask it anything. Shinemar ad amod kohen 
Urim Vitumim. Because the Navi says that the Urim Vitumim is not going to answer until the future in Mashiach's times when it comes back. So the Rambam seems to be saying that there were two things. First of all, practically the Urim Vitumim did not have prophecy because there was no prophecy in the second Beis HaMikdash. So that was the first practical problem. And second, they didn't even ask it because the prophet said not to ask the Urim Vitumim until Mashiach's times. So there seems to be a halacha not to ask the Urim Vitumim in the second Beis HaMikdash. Now, the Rambam seems to contradict this idea in Hilchus Klei HaMikdash Yud Yud. The Rambam says, Why did they not ask the Urim Vitumim in the second Beis HaMikdash? Because there was no prophecy. So it sounds like the whole problem is that there was no prophecy. So Reb Moshe forces this idea even into the second Rambam, and he explains that what the Rambam means to say is that since there was no prophecy in the second Beis HaMikdash, so that's why the prophet said that there would be no Urim Vitumim, or maybe the other way. Since the prophet said there would be no Urim Vitumim in the second Beis HaMikdash, so it lost its prophetic abilities. But either way, there was a halacha that there was no Urim Vitumim. The whole concept did not exist in the second Beis HaMikdash. So this answer is not going to work because there would have been no reason for Yehuda Maccabee to wear the eight clothing as the Meshuach Melchama. And even if he did, it would not have had any significance because there was no Urim Vitumim. So there was no way for Yehuda Maccabee to become the Meshuach Melchama through wearing extra clothing without the oil. So the solutions that do remain are either the Minchas Chinuch, that it was just a title, or Reb Moshe's first idea that as the Kohen Gadol, he could also function as the Meshuach Melchama. Now, interestingly, in the Chuvis Dvar Avram, from Rabbi Avram Dovber Kahana Shapiro, who was the last Rav of Kovna, he died in the ghetto, and he was a relative of the Salavechiks, so he discusses this issue in Chelek Bez, Simen Chaf Bez, Os Bez, and he quotes that Rab Itzla Panovitcher, who was a friend of Rab Chaim when they were younger, he studied under the Beis Halevi, and Rab Chaim had tremendous respect for him, so Rab Itzla Panovitcher wrote to the Dvar Avram that there is is no way to become Meshuach Melchama except with the Shemana Mishcha, the oil. But wearing clothing is not going to make someone a Meshuach Melchama. So the Dvar Avram says that Rab Itzla Panovitcher's idea is along the lines of the Minchas Chinuch, that there was no way for Yehuda Maccabee to become the Meshuach Melchama. But the Dvar Avram asks on Rab Itzla Panovitcher exactly like Rab Moshe Salavechik said in this piece. What about if the Meshuach Melchama wears the eight clothing when he asks the the Urim Betumim. So that's a way to become the Meshuach Melchama through doing something that regular Kohanim are not allowed to do, wearing the extra clothing of the Kohen Gadol and asking the Urim Betumim. And then the Dvar Avram adds that this would not have worked in the second Beis HaMikdash because the Urim Vitumim wasn't answering. So even if the Meshuach Melchama asked the question, it would not have been significant. But in the first Beis HaMikdash, this should be a way to become a Meshuach Melchama even without using the oil. So the Dvar Avram goes through the same steps as Rab Moshe. Now, in terms of the final little bit in this piece where Rab Moshe and his son Rab Yosef Dov suggest that the lack of the Urim Vitumim in the second Beis HaMikdash was not just practical, but it was a fundamental suspension of the whole Urim Vitumim. So Rab Velvel in Chidushe Maron Riz HaLevi on the Rambam Klei HaMikdash Yud Yud, so he has the same idea, even a little more sharply formulated, but he too understands in the Rambam that there was a fundamental 
mental suspension of the Urim Bitumim that was separate from the lack of Ruach HaKodesh. And he goes through the same two Rambams that his brother and his nephew discussed. And again, he arrives at the same conclusion, but even more sharply formulated.